Get ready for Synapse episode number 7, starting now. Information from one neuron flows to another neuron across a synapse. synapse. Okay, episode number 7 of Synapse. Welcome, Laura. Hello, nice to be here again. And Anna, how are you? Surprise! Hello, uh, I'm Anna from Far Away and I'm here with you to talk about metal news from the last week. And we're going to start... Uh, and we will have an extra topic and we're going to start with some headlines. And let's go through it, no? Already. Iron Maiden. Bruce Dickinson now is cancer-free. Cradle of Filth debuted video for a new song. Veil of Maya is streaming their entire new album. Ronnie James Dio, we remember him. Between the Buried and Me debuted another music video. To Die For released new video clip. And the topic of today is gothic metal, dead. Does it need a change? Let's see what we can come up with. Those are headlines for this week, for today's signups. And let's get it from the top, which uh, means Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson uh, this week was declared by the doctors uh, cancer-free. Uh, he went through uh, uh, a chemotherapy and radiology treatment for a tumor that he had at the back of his tongue. And, well, seems that right now they are considering him cancer-free. He was able to defeat cancer. And he immediately mm, got back in business. Uh, seems that the band is uh, making the uh, finishes touches for the new studio album. And, well, he's ready to roll. And this is excellent news. I think that's really all we can say because uh, he is not just cancer-free, but he's also uh, feeling full of life uh, because he defeated such a big obstacle. And uh, I think that it will be good for uh, for the band fans uh, to see him uh, so with having so much energy again and uh, singing and uh, playing live. So, well... This is just a great news for this week. I think it was the best best news, in fact. I agree with that. And I do hope that this news uh, will be inspiring for the Iron Maiden fans and, uh, well, everybody who, who hears it, because uh, it's so important when you realize that something is not okay with you to just uh, go to the doctor and do the checkups. If you get the bad news, then go through the treatment, follow the, the instructions of your doctors, and uh, eating healthy and uh, i think you have a lot more chances to to be also cancer free if uh, if you go through the procedure take your meds do the treatments and so on and this album uh, actually is going to be very important i think in the metal scene because it has been five years after the final frontier album that iron maiden has released something So I think it's going to be a big, uh, uh, a big thing, a big release 
for the band and for the metal scene. In fact, uh, I really uh, enjoy the albums that Iron Maiden released after they uh, got back with Bruce Dickinson uh, after such a long split because they really sound uh, very mature. I I would say that Iron Maiden sounds like uh, they are like wine. The older, the better. So I, I'm really uh, looking forward to hear the new album with him. Yes, and uh, since... He was able to run to the hills and run for his life. Let's go to listen to Iron Maiden, Run to the Hills. Sign up. Sign up. And that was Iron Maiden. Uh, next news, Cradle of Field. The hangar video that we have already talked about. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, now we can see it. <laughs> they are uh, releasing a new video. What do you think about it? Because I wasn't surprised and I wasn't surprised, but I wasn't impressed either. Well, uh, let's say that it's the usual thing that you could expect probably from Cradle of Field, no? And not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> you but know, the thing is, okay, so we should not talk about what the video is about, perhaps, I mean, the whole uh, of, of the video, but there are some elements here that are very, uh, I would say, characteristic for Cradle of Field. Yes, uh, typical uh, from them. And well, the video, it's, uh, how can we call it? It's black and white. It focuses mm -hmm. a lot on uh, on details. Um, the band is playing in um, in like a tunnel. It's a fact, yes. testing uh, a facility, mm -hmm. a hangar. jet engine testing hangar. Yes, and uh, well, the name of the track is "Right Wing of the Garden uh, Triptych." Triptych. Triptych, and it's come it's from the upcoming album "Hammer of the Witches," and they are uh, featuring. Uh, It's called, uh, they are calling it in the articles, renowned rope bondage queen. And uh, her name is, uh, let me see, it's around here. Um, no, I lost the name. Is it Gestalta? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Which is, it, in fact, it is strange for me because... It sounds like German, I don't know. Yes, but the thing that they they uh, invited her for the video, I think it's it's weird because, uh, as as they said that the the whole album is going to be about the witches, yes, the 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 reven revenge of the witches, the 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 hammer of the witches, and there's no single witch in this video. There's just a rope bondage, uh, and I don't know what what doesn't have in common with witches. It's more like Fifty Shades of Grave or something like that. <laughs> uh. And, oh, by the way, there are two versions of the video: a uh, light version and the version where you can see the nude of uh, the bondage. And well, I know I I have heard and read many comments about this video. Everybody thinks that it's kind of bad. <laughs> Yes, in the song as well. And you know the, the uh, we have already talked about uh, uh, it about about it before we started recording. But uh, the, the strange thing is that they uh, credited the bondage. Uh, 
I don't know, artist, if I can say it at all. And they didn't credit the lady who is uh, singing with them. Ah, that's exactly a good point because uh, I also searched around and I didn't find the name of the girl singing. Which and, I, I don't think she did a, good, a bad job. On the contrary, I think she's the only part there in the song that actually saves the song. I agree. That's right. And in fact, uh, so so far, uh, Cradle of Filth have, have always credited the lady who was singing with them. It was Sarah Jezebel Diva or Liv Christine. Yes. And now, and now we, we don't know who is the lady who is singing. So, Yeah, and in general, the video is kind of boring <laughs> from my point of view. That's right. I, I think it's well done in the, in the technical way. Like uh, it's a very good technical work of um, of uh, editing, and uh, some there are some good uh, zoom uh, on, the, on the on the band and so on. But but in the end, what is it about? In fact, I don't know. <laughs> well, if uh, we invite the people to go and listen to the song, uh, watch the video. Uh, make your own opinion and what if we just go and listen to another song uh, which is Cradle of Field but a song that I think it's very very good comparing to this one and it's more like a classic I the, think it must be it must be yes, Nymphetamine <laughs> yes Nymphetamine fix the fix version okay so, let's listen to it yes here we go sign up sign up Okay, Cradle of Field with a classic song and a very, very good song, Nymphetamine Fix. And we go now to the third uh, song of our headlines, Veil of Maya. They are streaming their new album uh, fully. So uh, if you like this band and if you have the chance, go listen to it while it's available. Uh, unless you already bought it and you have it in your possession and you can listen whenever you, you wish for it. But I think it's a it's a very nice thing what they are doing. The fact that they are streaming their album and um, they are not afraid that people are going to copy it or distribute it or anyway pirate it in any way, or they just want their their fans to listen and to enjoy their new work. So I think that's a good thing. Uh, I noticed that a lot of bands do this right after they um, they release an album. So good for them. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. And the name of the album is Matriarch. Matriarch through Sumerian Records. And I don't know if anybody had a chance to listen to it a bit. Uh, no, I, I didn't. Me neither, because it was uh, too long. Yeah, well, were 12 songs, like mix between clean vocals and, you know, typical Veil of Maya. Uh, as you said, it was a little bit long to listen everything in one run, especially now for the podcast. But I don't know. It's it was a little like slow, like boring, like not connecting too much. Like hmm, maybe needs another listen. I don't know. Yes, probably. But I uh, I appreciate the fact that they they have it out there for people to listen. Yes, I think that's that's a nice thing. Yes, it's a bold move. In fact, yes. I think. I think if, if people like it, they will buy it anyway. Um, but uh, talking about this, uh, probably I would like to also mention the cover uh, of their album uh, because I noticed that um, on its cover it, there is a, a model, probably um, uh, an Indian model in, um, in a typical position. 
And um, what got my attention is the the V um, in red, the symbol of uh, of the band. Uh, to me, when I saw it first time, it just took me to to the series V, the sci-fi the one. The alien ones. Yes. <laughs> uh, when I saw it first time, that's what I had in mind. <laughs> okay. Well, kind of because it was more or less like that, not with the red flag and the. V, yes. Yeah. And also, it's, and the album is called Matriarch, so it kind of connected as well. You know, the, one queen. <laughs> yes, the archetype of goddess mother somehow. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's interesting. Maybe we will give it the listen just because of that, because of the album mm-hmm. uh, cover. And who knows, maybe we, in a next episode we can talk more about how the covers influence us when we pick albums, when we listen to them and give them a chance. I think it definitely has an influence. Yes. Whenever you see a cover of an album and if you really like it, you get maybe more... Um, and there's something else I want to mention. Uh, Again, this cover has a, a circle on it, uh, a sphere. The image is, uh, is, is in a sphere. Ah, because so. in previous episodes we were talking yes, that yes. lately, lots of the album covers of bands are having the circle elements. Yes. It's like Mandala, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, something is. Okay, and let's move on to the next topic. This week, it's an anniversary of uh, the death of Ronnie James Dio. And for this, we have Anna, that will give uh, us again some info. Yes. In fact, uh, it's a very sad time of year, and it's filled with anniversaries of death. And I prepared some information about Ronnie James Dio to remember him in this uh, particular moment. Well, he was born in 1942 as Ronald James Padavona in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, the USA, in an Italian-American family. Uh, his childhood musical influence were opera singer- singers, particularly an American tenor Mario Lanza. He was also uh, learning to play a trumpet as a child. Uh, he was playing in a school's band and he started his first rock and roll band called The Vegas Kings. Uh, he sang in a couple of bands, uh, one of them called Elf, became the support for Deep Purple. And this is how he met Richard Blackmore, the guitarist of the latter, uh, who meanwhile left the band and started his own. He personally chose Ronnie James Dio to be the singer of what was to become uh, Rainbow. The most important reason was his wide range and the power of voice. Uh, Ronnie participated in recording of three bands' albums, uh, and not only by singing, but also by writing lyrics. Uh, he left the band in 1979 to replace Ozzy Osbourne in Black Sabbath, uh, but did not stay there for long, and he formed his own band called Dio. Uh, with this band, he recorded his most memorable songs, Holy Diver and Rainbow in the Dark. He shortly returned to Black Sabbath in uh, 1992 and in 1997 he formed a band called Heaven and Hell with the Black Sabbath members Tony Iommi and Geezer Butler to tour and play the songs uh, by Black Sabbath which were recorded with him. He also participated in a number of other projects. In 2009, he was diagnosed with stomach cancer, and after treatment, initially he seemed to recover. 
uh, he came back. He even came back on stage. However, the illness returned in uh, 2010, and he died on May the 16th. And I think it's useless to enumerate how many musicians he re- inspired. He is widely considered to be one of the classics. Uh, his most significant feature has always been his voice, even though he claimed he had never taken any specific vocal training, and instead he attributed his vocal technique to the use of correct breathing, while uh, which he he learned during uh, his trumpet lessons. Uh, he was acknowledged in many ways, uh, and my most favorite one is his monument in Kavarna in Bulgaria, and also a Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund uh, was created in his memory to gather funds uh, for the fight with cancer. As I always say, uh, Ronnie James Dio might have left us uh, physically, but he lives on in his music. And I think it's uh, significant that this is the week uh, we remember him, uh, but also we find out uh, we found out about uh, Bruce Dickinson's recovery. And I think it's uh, in this in the light of of uh, this anniversary, the news about uh, Bruce Dickinson is even uh, even great greater because uh, well. The metal world uh, le- uh, can't afford to to lose just another great uh, singer, I think. So again, uh, I think Ronnie James Dio uh, is there in heaven to uh, to watch over uh, and see and see how people uh, c- continue to to play his play his music and uh, and think about him. Exactly, and as a tribute, we are going to listen now. Ronnie James Dio with Holy Diver. Holy Diver. Yes. Sign up. Sign up. And now, after listening to Holy Diver, let's go to the next news. Between the Buried and Me. Laura. We have a new video this week, something more interesting to talk about after the one of um, of Cradle of Hills that um, didn't impress us. Uh, this one did. Um the Buried and Me are going to release their new album on 7th of July, and they already released two videos so far. We talked about one of them a few episodes back, and now we get to see another. And this one is not uh, your typical video, or maybe I, sh- I should say that uh, it's the older typical video. <laughs> um, lately, we've been talking a lot about lyric videos and the combination between lyric video and normal video. This one gets to tell a story, and we don't get to see the plan, the band playing, which was, was was refreshing, and we get to focus on the story, and that was the most interesting part yes. beside the the music, because I also enjoyed it very much. The song is quite long, over eight minutes, so uh, you get to to hear a lot uh, of the the sound of of the, the band. band. The band itself, I think, is and pleasant. Yes, the, is this there. band is very interesting. Um, they combine many styles. And they do it very good. Uh, maybe it's not uh, everyone's cup of tea. And I know that for me, not all their songs are. But um, I enjoy this one. And I look forward to, to the album. And uh, let's get to, to talk a bit about um, about the song. It's called The Coma Machine. We get to see um, a man, the main character from the entire story of the album, I think. As the vocalist Tommy Rogers uh, shared... 
This video is special to me because it looks beyond the story that is on the record. It showcases the character preparing for his journey and is him basically saying bye to his old demon's life. This footage adds dialogue to the story and I think that is very unique. Wes and crew did a wonderful job creating a world that works well with a song and uniquely showcases the depth of this unstable character. So, uh, so yes, we, um, we get to see uh, the main character waking up from or standing up from uh, his uh, coma bed. And uh, he goes like on a journey through different rooms representing different parts of his the, life. Yeah, the stages of his life. Yes. And dealing with whatever happened, whatever traumatized him, uh, memories and um, coming mm-hmm. to acknowledge them, to, to fight them, to get over them. You know which part is uh, I like very much also the part when are all the pictures and oh, yes. each little picture is like a, a memory something during his life and just imagine how it would be for you to suddenly find yourself in front of you uh, let's say mo- the most remarkable moments of your life in a picture and seeing them and remembering all because maybe some of them are already gone you don't remember yes, them. yes must be very emotional emotional and a huge impact of course uh there was one part that i didn't really get in Uh, when he meets uh, the other person, the only other person that we get to see, uh, that has his head covered. With but a hood. With a hood, yes. Uh, but when he takes that off, it's just pure light. Uh, I don't that know. It's interesting. My idea for that scene was that uh, he finally found the end. You know, found the light. The, uh, or more yeah. like an illusion, uh, the image of like an angel, like... Okay. Yeah, but he came for you. He killed that. Yeah, well, he fight. He fought it. He fought it. Could it be maybe well, just a fight between life and death? Probably, because the angel, the character, let's say, uh, was quite passive, just standing there in a in a corner. Uh huh. Anna, did you see the video? Uh, yes, I have seen it, and I'm impressed. This time, I'm impressed. I can say. Uh, I think it's from the technical point of view, it's um, marvelous because it's uh, shot with just one uh, flow of camera. The camera is following the uh, character. So, in fact, it's as if we were there with him. And uh, I think, I don't know if you noticed that, but it reminds me somehow uh, of the film The Wall by Pink Floyd. Uh, More or less, yes. Because, again, we have the character who is looking at his life. And uh, I think this uh, this person, uh, I think it's like cheating death. Because if you saw the, the end, uh, the coma, it seems, it seems like he's, uh, there's the pla- flat, play, uh, flat line uh, on the machine, coma machine, yes, the title one, uh-huh. uh, as if he was dying. And... I think that this uh, this um, mannequin, this some 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 somebody who he is hanging, uh, he I think this is a symbolic way of showing that he is deci- he has decided not to uh, leave the world yet, and in in this way he is going to stay. That he is not going th- some because he is in fact at the beginning he's shown that he is taking the rope and, as if he wanted to hang himself. But yes, in the end, it really gives that impression, no. Yes, and in the end, I think it's like he's he has decided to stay, and instead he is hanging that 
strange person instead, and he is coming back to life because the machine is showing the the line is uh, is uh, up again. So I think that's that's perhaps the reason, the, the explanation. Mm-hmm. Yes, it it was really a great surprise uh, after all these weeks that we have been talking about videos, lyric videos, and uh, mm-hmm. different things. This type of video, this is the type of video that is really worth to to watch and to mention and to recommend to everybody to go watch it. Yes, lately I think that uh, less and less bands are creating their videos to really tell a story about uh, the album, about the concept that uh, they want to, to talk about on the album. And this one was uh, was very interesting. I'm glad they, they did it and we got to see it. And uh, I also noticed that um, um, we saw the X symbol everywhere. Mm, uh, I didn't notice that one. Um, uh, in one of the rooms, mm-hmm. uh, the walls were covered with, um, let's say, like contracts, and they were all signed with X's. And yes. in the images, there were X's uh, from the, um, uh, the light and so on. And just oh, something that stood out for uh-huh. me. Yes, now I remember that. Mm-hmm, there was something like that. Well, that's another reason to go watch it again. <laughs> yes. I will try to see it, where are the X's. Uh, I remember something, uh, like you said, like contracts, but seemed to me more like uh, post-it notes. Like No, no, no. They were they were bigger. There were surely A4 pages. Okay, then, uh, yeah, another scene. I paid scene, attention, yeah. yeah. They were like contracts. And uh, you can also see the X was uh, with the lights over the, um, yeah. uh, the bed where he's lying. And they were also in uh, pictures that were hanging and the pictures on the table. You know, these this access on contracts, it, they gave me the idea that, that these contracts were not signed by his own signature, but by X. And, you know, uh, people who are, not, who are not literate, they give access. Yes. And, well, there's another import, uh, interesting thing. He comes back to that creature, to the angel, to whatever it is of light and covers again the light. Yes, and he also places something in his uh, uh, breast pocket. Um, I didn't get to see what, but I, th- I also thought that was interesting. And like you said, the ending is uh, very interesting. We will not maybe mention it so that people can go and check it by themselves. But Yes, if you, if you want to see the video with the story, actual story, then you should definitely see this one. Between the Buried and Me, the coma machine. Yes, something that we are really, really waiting for. Uh, we can also listen now to that song. We will stream it uh, to you directly from the video. So you will listen only this in the live version of the podcast, like an exclusive thing. And we're going to put also the link in the website so you can go watch the, the video. We will have always the links to, we will be putting links to the videos or whatever we talk about there. So let's go listen to the stream of the, of the song between the bird and me. And we'll be right back. Sign up. Sign up. And now we move on to our last news to die for. Oh, and this is something to really die for. I mean, or to not, to try to not die for. Uh, they release a new video clip. And because they're about to release also a new album. So, uh, and actually they took them a lot of time. This is something that actually surprised me the most after listening, watching this video, because it took so much time, like since 2011, they didn't mm-hmm. release a, 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 an, a, an album. And now they come and they released also this video. 
But uh, the the song is in 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 black, and the new album is going to be called Cult. I think it's not uh, the the last. Um, I think it's not the only um, video they released from this album. If I record well, like two months oh. ago, around February March, they have been released uh, releasing an, uh, They were releasing another one. Well, didn't get my attention either. The thing is that. This video, okay, it's not a lyric video. It's a normal video trying to set up a story. <laughs> and the album, the name is called, and you could say that makes a little sense. So the video starts with a scene in the woods with uh, some uh, figures of persons uh, hooded. Uh, you see some, like, biker boots, you know, very... And then you could see that actually all are women, Long nails scratching the the bark of the trees. Yes, because when you have your nails done and uh, yes, because <laughs> so that's nice. another point. They <laughs> are very are. modern and well done. The nails. Yes, I wouldn't go scratching the bark. <laughs> <laughs> But well, probably they wanted to make a point. So okay, we accept it. So um, the thing is, I don't know, but to me. You see, I, I'm a cheese lover, but this is a very <laughs> cheesy video and I didn't like it. Yes, it was. Uh, I totally agree with you. Are seven figures arriving to like an old abandoned barn or house a, yeah. or cabin, building. something like that building in the middle of the woods or in a countryside abandoned? And they start to make like a ritual. They start to throw some salt around, like, you know, it's usually done in magical uh, rituals, rituals uh, to create uh, circles and you know symbols symbols and so on <laughs> i don't know there that you arrive then to a part when every every member every person in the hood after they sit down around the circle of salt they uncover the hoods and <laughs> no they uncover themselves well, themselves yes they remove the hoods And you start to see all our girls, or like models, perfect makeup, very, you know, oh, I'm too sexy. And <laughs> they suddenly just transform into the <laughs> band members. So, and appears uh, the singer wearing a leather jacket with, <laughs> I don't know, like a very old uh, countryside style with those little... Uh, like fringes? Yeah, fringes hanging from the uh, sleeve, you know, simulating like wings or I don't know. Or that, I suppose that's the idea or that's the idea that I thought mm -hmm. that they would try to s mention. But I don't know. To me, it was really bad video. Really bad. I cannot say that the song was that bad. I mean, the song is typical to die for. But uh, we come probably to what is going to be our topic uh, of today, that... If this uh, type of bands and music, maybe it starts to need a, a little change or a little something else. Yes, like it's exactly the same thing you heard since their first album. To me, it sounds exactly the same, but a bit worse uh, because I can't stand the vocals. Well, I don't have a, an issue that much with the vocals of the guy. I We like, know him. Yes, I like... Uh, so deeper voices a mm -hmm. bit raspy but this is overdoing it okay what do you think anna 
So I think that the concept of this video was that the witches, these witches that you talked about, uh, they are somehow releasing the band members from a kind of spell. And this is why they are uh, appearing so suddenly in the video. I think so, but I'm not sure. However, pay attention that, again, as you said, this is not a lyrics video. This is, again, video that tells the story. Uh, perhaps it's not as so sophisticated, it's not elaborated. Perhaps it's cheesy, yes, but still, it's a story. Yes, it's a story. So they get points for trying. <laughs> 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 well, but the thing is, uh, if you don't have much money, as we were talking about it last week, there's not much, um, it's, there's no interest in making videos right now. So in this case, uh, well, they tried not to make a, a lyrics video. Instead, they got some uh, girls, the ladies, and they just asked ask them to, you know, just get some makeup, make some clothes and just get into the barn and pretend that you are making magic. That's not, <laughs> well, that's that, not that, much. You know, that's the thing that looks exa exactly like that. Like people pre <laughs> pretending doing magic. Yes. That was the, the issue here, I think. Yes, probably even if you don't have a, a big budget for this, you can still make it in style. But here, no, it was not the case. I mean, I don't understand why... All the girls have to be like models, you know, perfect makeup. But they don't. They don't look like models. They model. look like. <laughs> <laughs> say it. No. Say it. No. Say it. You say it. <laughs> no, because uh, I know how how to express it very well, and I don't want to uh, to make a mistake that um, it just doesn't have the place here. Um, They don't. They don't look like like models. They look just like simple girls that put some extra makeup, did their hair, and did their nails for going to the club or whatever. But instead of the club, they go to throw salt in a abandoned yeah, bar in exactly. the woods. Exactly. It makes no sense because if um, the way I see the witches, the way I would have done this, um, uh, less makeup, uh, less uh, products in the hair, and uh, very pretty nails and high heels and so on um dress them down a little um and uh, make it all more natural because i would think the kind of women that are interested in magic and about connecting to nature or doing rituals they would be more down to earth you know I, that's yeah. how I, i would see them oh. because they don't need all that just to as you said go throw some salt in a barn in the middle of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> and you put all that makeup just because there's a filming crew there. <laughs> But you know, in fact, in fact, I have some contacts <clears throat> with the Vikan community. And uh, in fact, I'm not sure, I don't want to be offensive here, but I think this is how it looks like, because uh, right now, the, all these pagan uh, religions, the, the, mm, they are trying to, the, the, they are trying to recreate. In fact, they are mostly based on the commercial element, like buying uh, the statues of, of certain gods, or mm, buying, uh, I don't know, some kind of candles or uh, incenses to, to pay uh, as an offering to a god, god or goddess. So I, I think that 
it for me it's shallow of course and this is uh, how i see this uh, video again uh, but also i don't know if you noticed that in gothic metal community it's similar to to this one because uh, there if you see the the gothic fashion gothic metal fashion there's always some kind of uh, similar uh, elements like wearing corsets wearing strong makeup and so on oh oh you know what you reminded me um the very very famous festival uh Treffen, a wave gothic. Go, wave gothic Treffen. Yes. Yeah. There you can see uh, so many people dress up just to to be looked at, just to m- make the show. Or, and if you, I mean, I like to, to go through the images. There are some people that really, really, uh, they look amazing. They pay so much attention to each detail. And... Um, It's really like a work of art, the way they dress and the way, the way they arrange the hair, the way they look. So there are parts of, of this gothic culture that I like very much. Of course, we don't get to see really that in, mm-hmm. in the video and doesn't really connect. And before we start to But continue yes, talking about this, which is part of our topic, uh, let's listen to a song of To Die For. Uh, not exactly <laughs> what we see in the video from the new album. But uh, from my personal point of view, uh, To Die For is more like a very good cover band. Or I like so much all the covers that they do that <laughs> the song that we're going to listen to the, now is New Year's Day cover from U2, To Die For. And we'll be back for the topic of Gothic Metal. Sign up. Sign up. Okay, New Year's Day cover of you two that was to die for let's start our topic of uh, today's uh, episode today's show gothic metal does it need a change is it completely dead what's with gothic metal somebody wants to start probably it's uh, it's a bit difficult to really take a, a position uh, about this um i find myself uh, wondering if uh, if it's dead or not um i haven't been listening that much in i haven't been uh, choosing uh, this style whenever i search for music um maybe i grew out a bit um, from listening to it i don't know um but i do remember now that there were some albums um over the years that impressed me in the past years of gothic That although I thought um, I was not listening anymore, I found those albums and they were impressing. And the only one I remember now is uh, A Rose for the Apocalypse from Draconian. They, that album is amazing. It's just beautiful. Although it's the classic uh, gothic style, they did it so well. It's one of my favorites. And it's so hard to pick just one song that they did good. Because it's the same style, but each song, it's so, so good. It just stands out on, on its own. It's hard to say, like, um, this sounds a lot like the other one. Although um, there's nothing new. Although uh, they don't have, a, let's say, a fresh idea. You can still hear some very, very good albums in the same style. And um, we were talking in the previous episode about fresh ideas and about um, bands that release albums after albums and the changes are very small. You don't really notice it. 
And that's what brought us to talking about if is uh, gothic metal dead. And so, what what do you think was uh, the key or the 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 basic elements to be called somebody gothic metal? Because you know, uh, I personally always said uh, have said that I don't like too much to put labels to to bands or to a style of music because it's, sometimes it's now. I think, from my point of view, too exaggerated. You know, people that say like, uh, "What was then?" I I read the other day that I told you, "What is this?" Uh, performers, acting, makeup artist uh, of heavy metal—I don't know what. Wow! And that was like, okay, that's a genre of metal. <laughs> what do you think are the elements that, let's say, gothic metal or what we consider? Uh, I think probably in the early 2000s in the year 2000s became the strongest i believe mm, maybe even earlier i, I would say a little yeah, earlier a little 96. earlier yes but uh, i think that the strongest point and uh, commercially strong became around the 2000s probably I, n uh, so, sorry anna now i was just yeah. thinking of a theater of tragedy because their first three four albums were the classic gothic i would i would say I think that, in fact, gothic metal started when the uh, death death metal bands like uh, Paradise Lost or Therion or Tiamat started to play in a milder way. And what uh, Lala is saying, uh, I think it's uh, this kind of uh, sub sub uh, uh, gender uh, gender oh, sorry uh, subtype of uh, met uh, gothic metal music, which is uh, called the Beauty and the Beast, the the, the kind of singing. <laughs> yes, yes, the, yes. I I, I um I gave it, two it, examples and yes of that of theater tra and tragedy. Theater yes. of Tragedy and <laughs> Draconian, in fact, but in my mind, yeah, there were more, there were more bands. Um, in fact, I don't know if you know, but this this type of uh, the Beauty and the Beast is also in, included in uh, Wikipedia. So, mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's it's recognized in this way. But I think it all became became. I mean. For me, the first gothic metal music um, band uh, or album was uh, was in fact uh, the the title uh, the 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 the, uh, the 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 album of uh, Paradise Lost called Gothic, which was I think that was the first time when uh, apart from singing uh, of growling, uh, there appeared the female uh, female voices, female background voices uh, singing and. Uh, Somehow this started to be more from death metal, from very noisy music. They started to go into some kind of direction where there was melody included. It was still very, very heavy, but at the same time there was melody. And I think for me it was Paradise Lost album called Gothic. Pro, pro, but this is, I think, uh, probably more in a more commercial way. Because... I don't know. I think that, for example, bands like uh, Sisters of Mercy that had longer time in the scene, you could also credit them are, as part of being of the beginning of the movement. Yes, definitely. And in fact, Paradise Lost were heavily influenced by the Sisters of Mercy at the beginning. So I think that the, the, they started to... Uh, to um, play a bit in their own style, a, a bit in their style of Sisters of Mercy, but at the same time still in a very hard way. So this is how yes. I think 
I think this is how gothic metal uh, emerged. Uh, and then uh, other bands started to play like this, like Therion and Tiamat. In fact, for Tiamat, it was um, the album Clouds, I mm-hmm. think. And uh, the masterpiece was uh, the next album, Wild Honey. Yes, and, that and is af- an amazing album. Yes, and after that, it start, started. Uh, a lot of bands started to play in this way, and it became popular, I think. Uh, and it was the I don't know if I can say the the best time of of the the nineties for me. Uh, it, it was the best time for for uh, listening to gothic music, gothic metal, metal music, but. Uh, then uh, this uh, type of uh, beauty and the beast uh, of uh, met- metal metal uh, started to be popular and i think it then started to uh, develop in this way in, mm. in in that way yes 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 and to me it seemed like it became lighter and lighter with the years um for for many bands because um when the, i started to listen uh-huh. to to gothic in fact i started with uh, lake of tears and um Well, now thinking about it, I'm not sure if it was pure gothic or was also, you know, they also had their, for example, doom influences and so on. And I also listened to many doom bands. Um, I was I was always attracted to to this uh, gothic and doom, and I only started later to to like this kind of of combination of Beauty and the Beast, as Anna calls it. Um, but uh, yes, looking at this band particularly. They also change a lot during the the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, another example of this type of band of now that I remember Tristania mm, yes. was one of those old bands that were using this Beauty and the Beast style that you know started to emerge in the late nineties. Uh, yes. Yes, and Tristania also added another part, uh, another uh, characteristic feature, which was uh, the choir. Yes, which was and the instruments, was, yeah, the yes. symphon- more like the symphonic part. Uh, mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, how to call it the bombastic part of the songs? That's right. <laughs> uh, and also, Sirenia then followed this pattern because of the of the um, musician. More musician. Than, uh-huh. Yes, of course. Yes, who who More left than, yeah. who left for Sirenia. And then it started to be a kind of real movement, I think, around that, the year 2000. Also, I think uh, the, the album which participated to the success of, of this style, uh, of this type of music, of gothic music, gothic metal music, uh, was uh, Mother Earth by Within Temptation, uh, which was a huge, uh, huge metal, not also a huge gothic metal uh, album, but also it was a, a financial success, I think. It was very popular. I think I was uh, watching Viva and uh, the the TV station and uh, with with the videos and there was there were uh, within temptation videos all mm-hmm. the time. It's mm-hmm. true. To, together with disco songs and and just songs and they were played uh, you know during the day and they were popular. People were voting for to to see these videos. Mm-hmm. So so I think that was a kind of uh, peak of uh, popularity at that time, perhaps. And I think uh, after this is when it started uh, some people to call another uh, sub uh, type of music, which was the symphonic gothic metal. And that's when the yes. craziness started um, with labeling music. And I would say that that was just one of the branch, because at the same time, uh, to me, it seems that uh, some bands just took a, a more uh, industrial electro path. You know, 
Uh-huh. Yes. 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 Separately, either symphonic, either the other one. So, um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> the, so this is the, this, 2000 was uh, this is the golden the age. Maybe until around maybe 2006, seven. I don't know. Mm, maybe not that far. I would say 2000. No, I think I think yeah, it went all the way there. But uh, I think after well, that started probably, to be depends, boom, yeah. going down. I, I, in <laughs> or I don't know if going down. Maybe in the sense that people got more used to it, you know, and maybe the fact that you said that became more relaxed, maybe it has to do with the fact that it became more known by more people. Or because the, the people that were so involved with it, uh, they've been doing the same things for, I don't know, 10 years and it was time to, to move on. I'm, I'm looking at, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking about myself. Um, it's kind of hard to listen to the same thing over and over again. And to a certain point, you start to be attracted to other kinds of uh, of genres of another type of music. And uh, 2006 was, let's say, the year when I started to 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 listen less and less. Although I still like those albums, I, I rarely play them. And nowadays, that I search for music, uh, I, I'm not interested in in gothic anymore. In fact, this this uh, whole topic uh, emerged from what Lauda has said in previous uh, previous uh, uh, program uh, that it seems like it's less and less emotions in the music that the bands play, are playing because the the albums are well they are decent but they are not making that much impression on the listener. You know they are mm-hmm. they are not. They are not, I would say, soul shaking because that's the core of this, uh, this music. I mean, I mean, at least yes, for me. yes, I agree, and that's what uh, I think impressed us to this kind of music. It was very emotional, very, um, let's say, <laughs> sentimental and harrowing at the same time. Which is more or less what we mentioned with yes. Tuomas last time, right? I that's agree. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I return to Draconian because. Um, that album uh, arose for the apocalypse. I just love it, and uh, I love playing it uh, also on the radio, like uh, choosing songs and uh, having them there. Because although, um, as we said, it's a genre that um, it's a bit stale, they they do it so good, and I look um, forward to what they are going to release. Hopefully, very very soon they are going to have a new album. Um, and this is one band that uh, that really plays music in a in a certain way that still touches me uh, emotionally. I don't know how they do it, but they are just spot on. And okay, now do, do we the what uh, what does the gothic metal needs now to continue existing, or do you think that it just got fusion and it became part of a uh, another even subtype, if you want to call it. Not necessarily. Uh, I believe that as long as there will be people who want to listen and want to, to play, to want to compose or are able to compose this kind of music, is, is going to be there. Uh, because... Um, but will, 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 we, will we be able to find new elements or something that surprises us in the near future? Do you think it's still possible? Yes, yes. I, I do believe that um, people have new ideas all the time. And they are going to uh, 
put these new ideas, their own personalities in composing the music. And you never know what you you might find something that works for you very well, although might not work for uh, the big public. Just like I, I was mentioning earlier with Raconia, maybe is I'm the only one who loves this thing, but for me it works so well. And I think that the big mistakes that the bands are making is that they make. Uh, Well, they played safe, I would say. Perhaps it's because they, well, they grow old. <laughs> That's one of the explanations. But the thing is that when they take risk, there is something interesting in, in uh, what they are doing. For example, uh, I can give you, the example I can give you is uh, the song called Slow Love Slow from a Nightwish album, mm -hmm. uh, from, from the previous, previous album. Yeah, uh, yes, Imaginarum. That's right. And in fact, if you listen to this, it's very jazzy. But at the same time, when I heard it for the first time, I, I thought it sounds very jazzy. But yes. at the same time, at the same time, it's still very Nightwish. So as long as they can surprise us in a way, mm -hmm. I think there's still hope. Yes, but at the same time, some of the the choices, some of the risks they, they make. And I'm not talking about Nightwish, I'm talking about other bands. They don't translate well into music. Like, for example? Let's just remember theater of tragedy and music. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. I understand what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was, wow. But, you know, on the same time, uh, at the same time, uh, it's always, uh, there will be always people who like this album. It's always... Uh, yes, yes, yes personal mm -hmm. choice and in fact uh, one uh, because Raphael is the person who likes uh, the the album of Paradise Lost called uh, One Second oh, and, yeah. yes and in fact uh, the critics just they crushed this album because they say oh it's too much uh, like Depeche Mode oh it's not heavy enough and so on <laughs> yes and we, we go back to what I said a bit earlier if it works for you listen to it enjoy it create music that is in the same style I don't know it's so much whatever you you feel like uh, on a certain moment whatever connects to you in well, a personal you, way you said exactly a key point here mm -hmm. that uh Music connects to you depending also in the, in the moment that you are in your life. Certain of type of music, certain type of bands or albums. And it's a constant changing, ever changing, you know, mm -hmm. uh, pre preference. You can switch from one band to another also depending a lot in the mood you are and so on. Yes. And sometimes uh, even create your own mood just by listening to certain type of music. I also like to do that. That is also true. You can create your own mood depending on what bands you're listening as well. And that, that's why music is so amazing. That's why music is so powerful. Yes. And we love it so much. And I hope that uh, in the future there will be still perhaps new, new bands uh, who will refresh this type of music because I would like to listen to it more. And uh, I, I think oh, perhaps the, the old bands start to... Add some new features. Some they they will start to experiment more, uh, and they will somehow uh, recreate this type of music. I hope so. Yes, why not? Or just go back to um, let's say the same formula, but do it in their own way and bring um, bring quality. No. Yes. 
Yes. In fact, because as we said, this is the type of music that uh, was... Uh, the beginning was the transformation of another type of music. So mm -hmm. uh, just like the dead metal band started to play in a different way. So perhaps this will, uh, this type of music will somehow um, transform into a new one. Yes. And we have to also ask now uh, our listeners, what do you think about this? Do you think uh, needs a change? Which are your favorite bands? Uh, Participate with us, send us a message uh, uh, on email, write down in the commentaries in the uh, podcast page. We actually have a new system for commenting. Uh, we have uh, also the chat. We have the Facebook, facebook.com slash darkmanradio. We have the voicemail, so you can just connect uh, any device that has a microphone and internet. Send us whatever message you want. You have three minutes to say whatever you want. And... Uh, Well, we hope to have more interaction with you. Uh, what else? What else can we say? Or we are over with this topic for now. Perhaps. I think perhaps, maybe. Maybe um, the golden era of uh, Gothic has passed. Maybe now um, it depends on the individuals, if they are still interested in this or not. So that's my view. Well, perhaps there are listeners who actually play this type of music. They have their own bands. Perhaps they can say something about this. Exactly. Uh, do you think we passed already the era where, let's say, fashion of music uh, for, you know, for a certain time, uh, music was like the top fashion to listen to? Or, and that we came to an era where the listener... Uh, Uh, well, we talk about an underground fashion here, right? <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, <laughs> let, let's be honest. There's nothing sure. really truly underground. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I, I, I think it's like when people put we the cartoons. We have layers, let's say. Yes. <laughs> Because there are moments when uh, you see those uh, funny cartoons where they say, oh, I'm so underground that the band uh, that I like the most, I only know it. So what's the point if only you know that band? Yes, the point is sharing. Yes. It's why we, we started and the radio, mus I think. Musicians, uh, I think they do the job to share it with the people. I, 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 I don't know, maybe there's somebody that might, likes to make music just for himself, but until now I haven't met somebody like that. No, I because think musicians you, like to share their work and the more people that listen to it, the better for them. Not probably. only musicians, I think whenever you create something that you are proud of and you enjoy very much, the, the first impulse you have is to share it with the other people so they can they can experience the same things that you do. Because uh, that amplifies somehow uh, what you feel. But, At least uh, uh -huh. I, I felt it and probably Anna remembers that I feel so good whenever somebody... I listen to the radio and then comes says, oh, I love this song that you played. And I just have it in my head and I just can't take it out. It's so cool. Thank you for playing it. And uh, it feels good <laughs> because right. that happens to me when other people share things, uh, songs with me and they impress me when they, they just are mind blowing. Some of them, um, I, I feel so good. Probably we take uh, this um, um this pleasure in listening to music and we feel so much uh, through it that uh, we just cannot keep it to, to ourselves. 
I think that the problem is uh, that there is there is less and less of very devoted fans because right now I think music is something that is played in the background and uh, I have contact with this younger generation I would say like people mm-hmm. of uh, of 20 years old and when I ask them about their favorite bands uh, whatever even if it's not a metal band it's just just a question because I'm a teacher and uh, I uh, often ask them these questions uh, during the conversation lessons and there is a lot of people who say I don't know I don't have any I just listen to the radio and so on so I uh-huh. I think I think this is the problem that there there is less and less people who are very much uh, focused on what they actually are listening for there are there, there's, there's music is not as important for them as it was for us, I think, for well, our generation. There, there's one imp- impressive thing about what you said now, that they actually listen to the radio. Because nowadays, oh. radio is not that, uh, uh, how can we call it? It's not in. <laughs> <laughs> People prefer to listen to streaming of music or uh, their own playlist on songs. Is there still MTV? And I don't know. I I haven't the heard MTV. Any, I haven't wow. heard anyone talking that they watched MTV. In fact, but for them, I think it's for them. It's the radio is some kind of noise in the background that they are listening to when they are going to school or, or probably in the car or stuff like that. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the problem. I think it's the whole new subject. In fact, for um, us. maybe there's something mm-hmm. else that. Uh, that has to do with it. Um, when I started to listen to, to music um, and to be interested in this kind of music, uh, we were still having cassettes. And a bit after that, um, there were CDs and um, used to have uh, an MP3 player. And that was a big thing. But still, we used to have at the beginning, uh, I don't know, 10, 15, uh, 15 bands and albums that we were listening a lot. And then we, uh, I was having the MP3 player maybe let's say 2000 songs uh we were i mean i was uh, playing so i was focusing a lot on uh, on the same bands and albums and i was listening uh, to them repeatedly i got to um know them very well i didn't have uh, the options of today of streaming anything i felt like maybe um if would have been like this if i would have been like uh, under an avalanche of sounds and music or just be able to get anything or to listen to anything, I wouldn't have focused so much on certain bands, on paying attention to uh, to the music so much and getting into them. I mean, listening to every song and finding something that I like in each of them or paying attention to, to all of them. Probably I would have listened once and, ah, I don't like it, throw it away or never listen, never click on that file again. So maybe it's uh, it has a lot to do with how people um, uh, deal with technology. Yes, because right now uh, in the times of internet, it's uh, easier to um, to just let people listen to uh, to the music if you are a musician, uh, the the music that you play. But at the same time, there is so many uh, other bands that it's hard to notice something worthwhile because. Uh, previously it was some kind of i think there there was some kind of um uh, some experiences that the whole generation shared like i don't know we 
we, even if we didn't like uh, Madonna or Michael Jackson, we still mm. knew who that was. But right? uh, so, sorry yes. for interrupting you. Uh, now that you mentioned that, um, the funny thing is, although you you didn't like them probably as general, I'm sure there is at least one song that you said like, "Wow, this is good," or yes. you you kind of feel like listening because they were always playing. And um, let's just say that at least this is how I feel. They did good music. Maybe That's it was right. not the kind of music that I would listen all the time, but I listen to some of their songs and I appreciate them. Yes, from the technical point of view, it was always very well. It, it was even perfect, perfectly pre prepared for the listeners. Yes. Mm -hmm. And now I think it's uh, there is more opportunities to, to be acknowledged, but at the same time, it's even more difficult than it was in the past because there is no some kind of... Um, Because previously this, there were radio stations that were playing some kind of musicians, yes, or, or, or bands. And right now it's anyone can listen to it. But at the same time, uh, if a anyone can listen to it, in fact, it's getting l more and more difficult to be acknowledged because uh, you have to be really good to be acknowledged by so many people. And there's uh, there's something else that... Um... Nowadays, I think it's a lot easier for people that are uh, interested in composing to um, compose something and then have uh, their music uh, online. Uh, and let's say 20, 30 years ago, uh, it was not so easy to have yeah, to the, the instruments, to easier. showcase it, to, to record it. I think it was quite difficult. But, but you know what? It Although it's easier now to showcase your music, like with all yes. kind of services, mm -hmm. at the same time, it's, I think, the same amount of work that the band has to put in promoting themselves. More, I would think. Or even Because more. Because it's harder to reach the people. Uh, as I said, with it's so like, many options. It's like an ocean of, of options there, and you don't know which one to pick first. So it has to be something that attracts you a cover, a name, something. Or out. even the uh, amount of news or the amount of uh, uh, posts or that people or, work on to promote or, something. Yes, or sometimes it's just serendipity. It just happens that you listen to that one out of the blue. Somebody recommends it or you True. read someplace or you just misclick it. As it happened to me once. <laughs> I clicked on a, on, a, on a link and well, I didn't want to listen to that song, but I listened and I was impressed. So yes, uh, I think um, it's, it has to do with chance sometimes. But uh, yes. uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, this brings me uh, to to something else. Uh, so in this situation that you have so many options, uh, where do you go to listen to new things and to discover new bands? Well, I discovered a lot uh, first in Gotham Radio and then in Dark Mind Radio, in fact. Uh, uh, the great thing here is that there is always uh, any any song is played, uh, any any song that is played, it's always, uh, there, there's always uh, information, which song is it and mm -hmm. which band is it. And then I can just go and Google it and find out more about it. True. Okay, so we went uh, with a topic from here and there. Too far. Bouncing, yes. Uh, anything else or we leave it for hoping that uh, our listeners uh, or uh, contribute more on it? 
I just want to add that in the times where, as you said, it's easy to make music just because you have some um, programs to make music. It's extremely difficult. And also in the times when there is a short uh, attention span, when there is the need for instant, gratifi mm -hmm. instant gratification, I think it's really difficult to uh, develop your skills. Uh, playing skills like playing an instrument for example because it's not something that you just acquire by by a day or night but you have to just uh, uh, try yes. and try and 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 uh, keep repeating it in fact i remember that um, there was uh, a couple of um, months ago i heard the interview with alexi laiho who of course uh, is the guitarist for uh, children of bottom and he's also incredible guitarist i, I really love him uh, as a guitarist because i'm not uh, i don't play any instrument myself but i can really uh, recognize his craft in fact and what whatever he was asked about how to play in that way or or this way and so on he was always saying practice just practice and i think it's more and more difficult right now in these times to practice and to be patient to be really focused on 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 keep learning and and that's not a good formation for the future musicians i think Yes, probably, but okay. this is the times we live in, mm -hmm. so we have to adapt. So, you are listening to us, share your thoughts with us, and now we are reaching the end of our show. Thank you so much, Anna, for being today with us. Thank you for having me. It was extremely pleasant to be here with you and to discuss uh, the news and the topic, and uh, hopefully we will talk uh, next week. Uh, thank you, Laura. Thank you, too. It was very nice being here, and as Anna said, see you next week. My name is Rafael Ruiz, and I'll talk to you also next time. Sign up. Sign up.